podcast that has no theme song nope. and uh, very little budget. But uh, we're here anyway because it's two guys who love to talk. He's Cody Goff. I am that. Noonan. Mm. Um, what's going on with your What's going on with your studio today? You're Try something new. There's yeah. There's a lot going. On. Well, the dragon is making an appearance, which is always exciting. Mm-hmm. People have heard about the dragon for years. Uh, so now it's like enter the dragon. There it is. And there's a, a red blanket on your wall. Are you, are you in distress? Is this some tic tac, tic tac, tic tac message tic-tac. that we should? Yeah, tic tacs are great. You're sending out uh, bad for breath? emergencies. No, I'm saying uh, perhaps you're sending a signal. You and uh, Britney Spears sending messages through your videos that uh, people are worried about. Is that what she was doing? That's what that. Well, that's what the free Britney people were saying. I don't know. I only I don't really follow Britney on Instagram. I'm not going to lie to you, but I have gone on a couple of times because she does tend to post um, a lot of semi-nude photographs of herself. Oh, all right. Yeah, and you know, as a dirty old man, it's every once in a while to you know check out Britney Spears for a minute and go, "Hey, what's happening there?" That's uh that's exciting because she's in her 30s now. It's not, you know, I'm not a pervert or anything. <laughs> Well, I, well, I mean, yeah. allegedly, not hold in on, this case. On. Yes. <laughs> not any, yeah. Not any more than anybody else right now. Yeah. I don't know. My, whatever. My setup's fine. No one cares. Yeah. What's going on? What's a, uh, you, you seem a little, uh, you seem tense. Are you all right? Hello, no, I'm not. Know? I'm just like, uh, I'm just trying to figure out how, how do, there's you a had lot. technical issues last week too. No, it's not even technical issues. It's just preference. Like, I don't want it. I don't want to come on here using the same set I use at work because I feel like that's I understand not a smart that idea. I should probably, you know. yeah, I understand that. That's probably but, good. But I also don't want to like, uh, you know, because this is not affiliated with anything. Correct. Show, uh, except being awesome, and uh, well, I don't want. I can't tear down my whole setup. So anyway, now it's just no. It's just gonna look awkward, and no one cares because no one cares. No one cares about my background. No, and now, most so. people listen to this on audio only, so. Mm-hmm. They don't, we're, we're making a huge a huge deal out of something that most of the uh, audience will never see. Yeah. No, so. everything I'm doing is stupid. It's great, but hey, I'm glad to be here. Uh, Are I'm you? excited about whatever happened on the earth that I probably haven't heard about. I heard, what did I hear this week? Yeah, what'd you, uh, let's start with what you've heard this week because I'd like, uh, usually I come in with some... Uh, some stories, and of course, I've got the paper right here with all my uh, things. But I like to. I want to. I want you to start today. I want you to talk about what you've heard, and we'll comment on it. Well, I mean, well, I mean, I presume we're going to spend most of the time anyway talking about how we saw each other in person. It was delightful. That will be a yes. That will be a topic of conversation. But that's not. Uh, you know, that's not relevant to the the news, really. Correct. Necessarily, not this time. None of nobody got arrested this time. So. Uh, what does that leave us? Okay, so Facebook changed its name, or was that from the week before? Uh, I've no, I actually noticed it for the first time on Instagram today <laughs> because down at when you sign on to Instagram, uh, it's for the first time it says Instagram by Meta, 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 Meta. Yeah. yeah, man, Instagram by Meta. Oh, oh, I knew that I knew secondhand that uh, the Comcast failed everywhere today. Yes. Do you have issues? Uh, we had I we had issues at the house, but I was gone already. Um, I texted Debbie because I got an email at school saying that 
most of the system had been down and uh, it had uh, gotten, it had messed up some of the stuff at school, but they were, it was back up. And so I texted Debbie and she said, yes, it was out, but it's back on. And we don't have Comcast. We have Xfinity, but uh, they're all piggybacking on each other. So everything is not. Out. I don't know. anymore. Comcast, Xfinity, NBC Universal. It's all the same. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. So it's all the same I guess we I lost it for a while. Well, God, well, look, I had AT&T. I have AT&T, which, the, hey, I didn't have my internet out today. What should be for the AT&T? We had AT&T for years and years. Yeah. Price went up. Service went down. They didn't have the speed. You know, I need speed, Cody. I need, uh, I need huge internet speed. And where I was living, they're like, well, he can't give you that speed. You get slow speed. You get mm. hamster on a treadmill speed. And I was like, why? You know, they, they make you feel ghettoized if you don't have, you know, if you don't live in the high dollar areas, then you can't get the fastest speed. And now with Xfinity, man, I got speed, buddy. I got a crazy modem down here that, uh, you know, what's a fast speed? I got 100. It. 100. Yeah, 100. 100. I, got, I go 100. I might go 120. It's a fast speed. Yeah, it's fast. You don't see me lagging. I'm quick. Like a bunny. I'm like, I'm like the Vin Diesel of internet. Like wow. I'm fast and I'm furious. That's right. I was about to say that that's the weirdest analogy I've heard. And then you you just flipped it right around and it was great. But then I cleared it up. Flawless. Oh, I'm a professional. So uh yeah, we get the internet. <laughs> so wait, so you have your ATT, you had your internet. All right, so you heard about the big internet outage. Uh -huh. What else have you heard about? Uh, there is a new podcast from Michael Gross called Tremors Making Perfection about the making of the Tremors movies. I have never seen the Tremors movies. Oh. Never. I, Kevin Bacon's in one, right? And Reba McIntyre? And they're in the first one, yeah. They're in the first one. Yeah. And Michael Gross is in all of them? Or is yeah. he just in? All right. He's the and only person that's in all of them. Let me see if I have. I Like I said, I've never seen the movie. Okay. But through pop culture, let me see if I have this right. There's giant worms under the earth. And they they come up and they try to eat people. And uh, these guys fight them. Mm -hmm. Is that basically it? Yeah. But it's got some comedy in there. Oh, it's great. It's amazing. It's like, it's so right. campy. But uh, Tremors 2. All right. So last year I watched Tremors with my wife. And it's whatever. Like, I don't know. We enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's what early '80s Tremors. Uh, I'm looking it up. Yeah, yeah, look that up. Uh, the first Tremors movie. There's something. There's something you got to know about the first Tremors movie going it's into 1990. It. 90. Yeah. Yep. I didn't know this going into it, but we watched it, and at the end, I turned to my wife and I was like, "Do you realize that every single line of dialogue, every spoken line of dialogue, gave you a new piece of information about this world?" and drove the story forward. Every single one. There wasn't a single throwaway line. Uh, really? And I find that extraordinary. Now, to be fair, I was very high. But <laughs> I also am able to do close readings of things, and I write scripts for a living. So, no, the first movie is one of the most, like, precisely written movies I've ever seen. Really? Uh, and it's super campy and you've got Reba and you've got Kevin Bacon and it's, you know, it's just a goofy, it's kind of a fun romp. Not really scary. There's like two. Yeah, it's called parts. a, it's uh, Wikipedia calls it a, a comedy horror film. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. So it's great. It's great. There's not really a lot of movies like it. It like it it look it it comes off as like a Spielberg film. What? But yeah, like you you watch it and you're like, I feel like Steven Spielberg could have directed this. Like just because the way wow. that like it's shot and the way that like that it's 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 an extraordinary film uh in its own right. And then so this so when I was visiting my family and uh, uh my brother-in-law in Los Angeles last month, we were like, What should we watch? It was were like there Halloween. Well, I was like, let's watch Tremors too. Yeah, uh, all right. Tremors too is awful. Really? Now what's see sequels except for the Godfather part two, I can't think of a sequel that was better than the original. And a lot of sequels don't ever need to be made, period. Can we agree on that? Arguably Gremlins 2. Not familiar with it. I remember I watched Gremlins, big fan. Mm -hmm. Don't remember Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2 is self-aware and kind of makes fun of the fact that it's a sequel in the movie. So they take it in a totally different direction and it's kind of meta as it were. It's kind of, it's very self-aware and like self-referential and very over the top. Oh, Terminator 2. Mike's got it. Terminator 2. Yeah. Okay, Mike. Terminator. Yep. Terminator 2 was good. All right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, Gremlins 2 is on the same level as Gremlins, but no, Tremors 2 was so bad that my wife fell asleep. My brother-in-law fell asleep. His wife fell asleep at various points. And finally, at some point, somebody woke up and and they were like, "I'm pretty tired." And I was like, "Yeah, this movie's really bad." And we just laughed. <laughs> and I don't think they finished. They might have finished watching it, but oh my gosh, I was so I was embarrassed. It was so bad. So that's uh, now. Anytime a movie choice comes up, if you're ever with them again, you do not get to pick because they're gonna go. Oh, remember the last time Cody picked the movie? Ugh, that was well, a disaster. The first Christmas I spent with her family, we watched Die Hard. Okay. Good good pick. That's a good pick. Yeah. I'm, you know, I, I've stopped debating whether it's a Christmas movie. It is. It's a hundred percent a Christmas movie. Yeah. So that's fair. Okay. Another potential sequel better than the original die hard with a vengeance. Wait a minute. Hold on. Trying to, I'm trying to sort them out with a, is with a vengeance. Is that uh, Samuel L. Jackson? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, that's a pretty good one. I just saw the end of the last one, A Good Day to Die Hard, (laughs) which is, that's my motto, pretty much. Uh, And that's how I want to die. But hard? Always. (laughs) Turgid. (laughs) Turginator 2. Oh, boy. Um, So, I, yeah, I, I was going to sleep, and I always turn the TV on because... I know when I'm tired, if I turn the TV on, I'll be out in like 10 minutes. And it was the very end of Good Day to Die Hard, which I've seen. And I watched just the last 10 minutes and I was like, boy, this was awful. This was just so bad. And, but it, it's one of those, it's so bad that you just go, all right, you know, I know what's going to happen. John McClane's going to save the day. Now he's going to save the day in Russia with his estranged son who he didn't know worked for the CIA. This is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then because sequels, that's why sequel thing, because that was bad. Uh, and then I saw the final or a few minutes before I fell asleep, uh, another night of Iron Man three. Oh, Iron Man was, Iron Man was phenomenal. You can't argue that Iron Man was phenomenal. Iron Man two. Eh, okay. Iron Man three. <laughs> Forget about it. The Mandarin, shut up. 
It was just, it was just bad. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, I'm glad they stopped. Well, now Thor has another sequel coming out, but the Thor movies, the sequels were pretty funny. Isn't Thor going to be a woman now? I don't think so. Is he transitioning? No, in the comics, Thor's a woman now. Oh, well, that, that's, that's newer Marvel uh, cinematic. I don't think that's in the cinematic universe yet. Okay. That'll come. But uh, um, the second Die Hard is garbage, according to Adam. Uh, that's the airport. Oh, yeah, that is the airport one. The third one, the airport one was horrible. Never saw uh, it. That was, it was just awful. The third one is with Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Yes. All right. So the second one, yeah, the second Die Hard was awful. That's the one on snowmobiles and they're jumping over fences at an airport. And Dennis Franz is the, the worst head of airport security probably on the planet. And I'm a huge Dennis Franz fan from NYPD blue. Um, yeah, boy, you are, I've stumped you. I've stumped the band. Now, are you going to see the Eternals? No, (laughs) not at a theater. I'll see it when it, you know, when I can watch it for free on one Isn't of my on many, e- or is it around Disney? I don't think is if it's streaming on Disney Max, they always charge like thirty bucks when they're oh. brand new. And I go, what? That's why I waited for Black Widow. I waited. All of a sudden, Black Widow was streaming, you know, for whatever I pay for Disney Plus, and that was it. So, who? Karen is out of this conversation. Uh oh! What luxury? You don't need to listen. It's, uh, movies are movies are not a luxury. Was Black Widow good? Black Widow was pretty good. It was more about the the rest of the family than Scarlett Johansson. But we all knew we all know Black Widow's uh, origin story, so mm-hmm. it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. You know. All right. So wh- how did we get on this movie tangent? I don't know. I know. I'm and I'm. I don't have any. Uh, oh, you. Oh, you. It was the Michael Gross Tremors. Uh, podcast yeah. news that you reported wow not real news not that real news good, that was a good pull for my uh my adult mind to remember that yeah from from 15 minutes ago all right what else have you heard so you've heard michael gross is uh launching a podcast mm-hmm. you heard um i forget what the other thing was that you heard you heard something else now what I else forgot. have you heard i already forgot you forgot what you've heard no yeah i literally forgot the first that was the first thing i don't remember Oh, I can't remember the first. I'm gonna run back and see if anybody. Uh, nope, nobody mentioned anything about it. So I don't remember. I don't remember what the uh, what the first thing you said you heard was. Holy cow! Yeah. This is bad that we can't. Short term memory must be the first to go. I've been noticing that a lot lately, and it panics me quite frankly, because one Did- of my one of my biggest fears is losing my memory. You know, getting getting dementia or something like that. Mm-hmm. And anytime I can't like the other, the other night we were talking about something and I couldn't recall the name of a brewery. Remember that? I, w- I was just yeah. like, uh, I knew everything about it, but I couldn't remember the name. And I panic because I have nothing written down anywhere. I, I don't, I count on my memory for everything. And that's a, I'm rolling the dice. It's a, but now I do like, now I write down the grocery list and I write down what I want to talk about here. So that I don't forget, but yeah. Hmm. Well, we'll figure write, it out. You should write down the grocery list anyway. That's a, it actually, you'll save money. Uh, people on average save save money because they buy fewer impulse things if they have a list. Yeah, I go with the list and then uh, every once in a while, you know, I'm going on the list and then uh, something pops into 
to augment what is on the list. And I'll go, oh, yeah, I forgot. I need that too. And I'll, yeah. I'll hook this up. All right, let me bring this up. Uh, there's a number of things. Well, did you hear about, uh, did you hear about Big Bird? Big Bird is vaccinated. Yeah. And that's not making, that. not making Ted Cruz happy. Ted Cruz hmm. very upset. He called Big Bird a government propaganda for your five-year-old. Because we all know that Big Bird is a covert agent yeah. spreading disinformation. Big Bird is out there. Big Bird and the rest of the Muppets. Oh, man. They're just doing the Democrats bidding. When did medicine become political? Right? Uh, like, like about, a year a half, about a year and a half ago. Like, if I have, like, but it, uh, if I, really, really. If I know someone that's got a headache, oh, you got a headache? Yeah, you want some ibuprofen? It's a thing you can put in your body and then it makes the headache go away. No! No, you, you woke left regressive uh, <laughs> socialist. No, I'm not going to take this thing that makes my headache go away. Why would I want that? <laughs> why like, why is this? Why is this? Is that like society has actually reached a new low? I think we've actually oh, yeah. reached a new low with this, with the whole yes. vaccine thing. Yeah, we have. We have a vaccine that uh, can keep people from getting seriously ill uh, and, you know, do we do we bring it? Listen, if we're going to talk about Big Bird, who's pro-vax, obviously, along with uh, Rosita. Rosita got her first vaccine shot. I don't know. Have you started? Has Sesame Street become a thing in your house yet? No TV for the kid. Even Sesame Street? No, he's only 14 months. All right. Well, listen, I don't know what, what the new age parents say. Someone told me before, too, you really shouldn't let him in front of too many TVs. Uh, whatever. Who cares? But we don't really do. You know. All right. Well, someday you'll watch you'll watch Sesame Street because it is educational. Oh, it yeah. Is, it is kind and it is it's a nice thing for children to watch. But they did Sesame Street in partnership with CNN through Sesame Street's uh, one of Sesame Street's foundations did a special at town hall. So they they were answering children and parent questions about the vaccine. They did it the day that the FDA approved the vaccines for kids five to 11. So it was timed out and, you know, and some of the Muppets got their first vaccine and that's when big bird tweeted out. And, um, you know, so that became a thing. And so they're all pro vax, which got Ted Cruz very angry. And of course, then the Trump sons jumped on that and, you know, Fox news, everybody saying that the, uh, you know, Sesame Street, even though it's a nonprofit and it's a Sesame Workshop, which is all about inclusion and education and safety and making kids feel good. They were uh, propagandists. Hmm. And then uh, your your boy, Aaron Rodgers, and I say your boy because you're a Packers fan. He comes out with his craziness. Hold, hold on. Huh. One of my friends is a diehard Packers fan. He like has stock. He and I go way back. We, you know, we rooted for them in high school. Well, we both turned on Aaron Rodgers when he showed up to his interview today wearing a Star Wars Rise of Skywalker hoodie because that <laughs> might be the worst movie ever made. Hey, it's man, he's, he's viewing his choice. I don't, don't even tell care. tell him how to like movies. I don't even care what he said. I literally don't care what he said. <laughs> the fact that he was willingly wearing a Rise of Skywalker hoodie <laughs> just like you're done. You're done. You are not allowed to have opinions anymore or whatever they are. You're allowed to have them, but they're so bad. I'm not listening to like, if your taste in movies is that like, imagine what kind of a mind it takes. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I don't think so. Not from, no, I don't, I don't believe he is. 
He doesn't okay, talk whatever. to his family. He's uh, I don't believe he is. He's a wonderful quarterback. Can't take that okay. away from him. Okay. And, uh, you know, but no, he can't. Uh, yeah, so he comes out on the other side. And he's spouting off all these, uh, you know, all this craziness about, uh, you know, not being vaccinated and he didn't lie about. So it, it, the world is just to back to your point that the world is nuts because of medicine. And we, it doesn't make sense that we should be. And yet we are. And quite frankly, um, I was on uh, I was on the air in Milwaukee yesterday. And, you know, this is you can imagine how big a story this is in Milwaukee. Is oh. like the the biggest story in Milwaukee. The only thing better if there had been a cheese Armageddon and all the cheese had been wiped off the earth, that would have probably been a bigger story. But I couldn't even like I didn't even want to talk about it because I'm not going to argue with anti-vax people. I'm tired of it. I don't you know do what you want. I'm not going to stay. I had because now we don't even we can't even agree on the definition of a lie anymore. You know, he said that the NFL doctors told him that vaccinated people can't get can't catch COVID. And the NFL came out immediately and went, that's not true. None of our doctors would ever say that. So that's a lie. Right? If you if you say something that's knowingly not true, it's a lie. If you say Did he uh -oh. know it wasn't true? What? Or did he misunderstand well, he... the doctor? All right, listen, you were, I knew you'd be an apologist for Aaron Rodgers. There are a lot of people that don't understand that you can still get COVID even when you're vaccinated. My friend texted me. He's like, my brother got COVID even though he was vaccinated. I was like, okay, well, that's normal. And then he was like, well, he's really sick. He's like in bed. And I was like, okay, well, good. He'd be dead yeah. probably if he didn't have the vaccine. Right. So, you know, yeah, that was another one. Another thing that Aaron Rodgers said, why should I even do it? Uh, you know, people are getting it and they've been vaccinated. Yes. That's, yes. that's how it works. How that works. That's how that works. But he did 500 pages. He had 500 pages of research, Aaron Rodgers, but he forgot the page where it said, uh, the efficacy rate of these vaccines is like 90 some percent, which means 95% of people will not die now. If they get, <laughs> if they get COVID. that wasn't in his research, mm. but who are you know, who are we to judge uh an NFL MVP? Um well I saw the hoodie he was wearing. I know so you judge that. Immediately judged. I felt I I in his uh, the initial interview that made all the problems, um, he was wearing a t-shirt that had a tombstone quote on it that Doc Holliday said in Tombstone, the movie Tombstone. And I was like, oh, I kind of like that t-shirt. Oh, but I don't like anything that's coming out of his mouth. Plus he did that stupid thing where he's inside. And I know this is a generational thing, but, uh, stop wearing wool beanies inside. You know what I mean? The wool stocking cap, just stop. You're inside. You're Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. You live in a nice house. I'm sure you have, uh, temperature controls in your home. It's never, it's never going to be so cold in your house that you have to wear a beanie. Even if, even if you never played football again and all you did was shill for state farm, you'd still have a furnace that works in your home and you have long greasy hair. So it's not like you're bald and you're all the heat's escaping out of the top of your head. Hmm. No. So that's, so I judge him on that, on his, uh, slovenly appearance. 
that's what I, that's how I do it. Yeah. Again, I'm going to go back to the star Wars shirt. It's uh, it's, it's such a bad movie. It's such a, like, he couldn't, he <laughs> couldn't, love... this is actually why I think it's possible that he misunderstood the doctors because you if think? he went, if he went to that movie and he thought to himself, that movie was acceptable in any way, shape or form, then he missed a lot. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. just didn't, no critical thinking there, just kind of a blank slate. And I look, I love the Packers, I guess, uh, even though I'm a lapsed football fan. Um, wow. And uh, he's a great quarterback. But once you wear that hoodie in public, you are making a statement that you hate good things. So are you saying that my Tremors 2 tattoo was a mistake? Might have been. Might have been. Might have okay. been. Okay. All right. I'm glad I haven't showed it to you. I don't want you to judge me for well, my I know body on, art. I know it's on your lower back, which in itself, again, is kind of another level of maybe regrettable but that's where most of my tremors come from okay <laughs> you know right down there it says yep. tremors and there's an arrow it's a two yeah <laughs> so boom that's yep there's a reason for everything i do is there no never <laughs> usually not that's why i'm wearing my uh my wtmj sweatshirt today Oh, I'm actually point. wearing my, you can't see it, and I'm not going to mess with something the camera. Los Angeles. I see something in Los Angeles. I'm wearing my La Brea Tar Pits t-shirt. Ooh, very nice. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Um, all right, can I, uh, I have to call you out on something. Um, we had, yes. All right. So we'll we'll cover this more, but uh, Debbie and I had the, the pleasure of going over to uh, Cody and his lovely wife's house the other night. Cody and I did a pre-Fobab. Uh, we were sampling, we were sampling years old barrel aged beers, which was nice. And his wife made us a lovely dinner, but we can get into all those details in a minute. Last week, one of our fine, uh, listeners, Elaine sent me a message and said, I don't want to be nitpicky, but you've misspelled curiosity on Cody's plug, uh, his plug page, you know, that we've put up right now about his podcast. And I said, Oh, wow. That that's so weird that neither one of us picked up on that. So I go back in and I'm looking at it and I'm looking at it. I'm like, it looks like it's spelled right. And then I check and I go and I, I just copied the link from curiositydaily.com and I pasted it right where you see it now. And Saturday night, I said to Cody, I go, hey, we got a message from one of the listeners saying I misspelled something, but it couldn't be because uh, one of us would have noticed this in all this time. And yeah. what did you say to me? Yeah, I said I noticed. So you've known for I don't know how long that your plug was being misspelled. Yeah. And yet you never said anything to me. Yeah, at least since Craig was doing the show with us. All right. So that's months. That's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. Can I add, do, do I give off a vibe that I'm so fragile that if you said, hey, you forgot an I, um, I would lose my mind and perhaps end the uh, end this endeavor altogether? Yeah. So I believe the first time I noticed it. Okay. That night or the week before, some time in close proximity, Craig had corrected you about the spelling of another uh lower third that was then corrected quickly. okay or you notice it or some, somebody noticed something and then was like oh that was like, 
And then like yeah, that week, a week later then I noticed, I was like, oh, wait, hold on. The, the two letters are off in the, in the URL. And I, I was just like, oh, whatever. I'll say something after the show. <clears throat> okay. And the next week I was thinking like, ah, this, yeah, maybe we'll say something after the show or whatever. Just kept forgetting for like three weeks. And uh, then after that, like any, anytime you'd pull it up, it was typically the end of the show. You're kind of, you're kind of doing the end credits thing. And I wasn't going to just like throw it in there. Like, uh, like, oh yeah, and while we're wrapping up, I should mention this is misspelled. And I just get, I just, I've, I've thought about it every week for months. And I just have <laughs> is... never, like during the show. And then after this, like, I don't, it just doesn't enter my mind. And okay. I, it, I think eventually maybe it became one of those like, well, I haven't said anything this long. I might as well just let it go. And I don't know what, like, well, I thank you to Elaine for pointing it out because one, I, I am a horrible speller. Two, I am a really, really bad proofreader. And three, the rest of the audience didn't say anything either. Yeah. So yeah. nobody, nobody said anything. I don't know. <laughs> One, I like the fact that you were all afraid to tell me things because <laughs> I, you know, who knows what my reaction will be. I'll either take it well or I'll completely lose my mind. Mm -hmm. um, so I appreciate that, that you're, there's, a, there's a little bit of fear uh, that goes along with this whole, this whole endeavor. But two, I'm like... When once I found out it was like a priority, I came right upstairs and went on to change it because I'm like, I, you know, I don't want to screw up Cody's plug after months I'm and the months. Worst. I'm the, I mean, you can't click on it, right? So, because it's, it's on the screen, you can't click on it. So, like, it wasn't Correct. stopping anybody from going, right? I and hope they'll go to curiositydaily.com. There's that thing that you can do. Uh, there's that, that psychology test where, like, someone you read a sentence and all the words all the letters in the middle of the words are jumbled up but you can still read the sentence because your mm -hmm. brain picks up on the first and the last letters and just kind of like combines it so it was it was c u r i o uh i believe it was s t y s t i y two letters were swapped okay um yeah i believe it was s t i y oh okay at daily.com. So like there's right, right in the middle of it. Right. Yeah. And if you start to read curious and then you get to daily and you say curiosity daily, like I, you're going to just, you're going to know. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I, I didn't think it, I just didn't. <laughs> it's a weird thing that I did not saying anything. It's a I very was, weird thing. I was thing. shocked when you I'm said a, that you knew it. That I'm you a know weird. And you were like, yeah, I didn't say anything. What? I'm a weird What's going person. on? I don't know why that happened. I here's here's why I'm such a poor proofreader, and I don't know if this is a psychological thing, because I'm a good proofreader. Like if you wrote something and gave it to me, mm -hmm. I I could proofread that. But when I'm proofreading my own stuff, I know what I was. I know what I wanted to type, or I know what I wanted to write. So I'm just in my mind. I'm reading it like I I thought it, and all my thoughts are perfect. Mm -hmm. We know that. So, you know, is that an excuse? Maybe a little, uh, is it a, a character flaw? You, you be the judge. I don't know. What am mm -hmm. I going to throw myself under the bus? But it's fixed now. Months later, who knows yeah. how many, who knows how many listens, how many clicks I cost you? Six, none. Seven. I would say none. I would none? Say none. All right. Yeah. We'll go with none. That will be good. That'll be good. Yeah, I mean, I, like I have, it's, it's funny. Like I have nothing to stay to say in my defense. Like I just, 
it's just a thing I didn't do. And yeah. I, like, all right. There, no, there, I just felt, I honestly felt bad, but I, I was also shocked because like, I, I expect that I will miss a misspelling. Right. But I didn't expect both of us to miss a misspelling. Right. So that's why I was so shocked. And when Elaine sent me that message, I'm, I'm up here looking, I'm like, what? Okay. How did I, even when I put the new one in, I'm like, isn't that what I had? But then to find out that you at two, Cody. Yeah. And there sad. was no reason. There's like, oh. I have no, there's, there's not even a rationalization for it. Right. There wasn't right. even in my mind. There, there isn't even, I can't give you a reason. I can't <laughs> point to why this happened. It's one just, day, eight years ago, in the middle of the night, I misspelled something and you pointed it out and I lashed out violently. I, there wasn't even like, uh, I, I can't even think back to a single time. Like what thought was running through my head when I saw the misspelling and decided not to say something, <laughs> no idea, no self-awareness. It's could it just be no, that you, could it be that you really don't like your job? I don't know. She, like, but is it laziness? Was it just, was it apathy? Was it, Ooh. I don't know. Was it, Wow. was I drunk? I wasn't drunk. I haven't no, yeah, we haven't, no, we stopped drinking on the show. Yeah. That's because I got messy every week. <laughs> nah. But it's stout season soon, so we'll see. I was going to actually bust out the Affy uh, Tapple that you kindly Ooh. brought over. All right. I was going well. to bust it out tonight, but I had milk at dinner. I've noticed yeah. that when I drink milk at dinner, uh, the my body doesn't want beer. Yeah, no, I get that. Feel it, right? Like if I reach for a beer, my whole body will be like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. So no. Don't waste it. Don't waste it on a night where you're not going to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Well, let's let's get into this then, because it was a lovely, we had a lovely time at your house the other night. This was, um, we, we for, well, a year, have been talking about, talking about getting together because last year for the Goose Island release and for the Revolution Stout releases, we couldn't get together and drink them. So we had all these uh, all these stouts that we wanted to drink, and Cody's very busy. Cody and his wife, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, your social calendar is jam-packed. It's too full. So we've been trying to find a day to get together. And we Saturday worked. It was it was very nice. So we go over, first of all, uh, I've said this before, and it sounds it's getting creepy, so I can't say it anymore. Uh, how adorable your son is. It's uh, the more I say it, the more it sounds like I'm going to have him in the back of a van soon. And mm -hmm. that's not, that's not the case, but um, yeah, he, boy, he, the first 10 minutes, he wanted nothing to do with us. He, uh, we walked in, he immediately ran over and grabbed your leg and hid and started to cry and did the, the normal little kid thing. Yeah. That strangers are in my house. I don't like it. Dad, protect me from these lunatics. After about 10 minutes, man, he and Debbie became the best of friends. He, <laughs> oh, he was having a ball. Kid was, she, she's still Sunday. I think Molly was getting jealous because Molly was over Sunday and Debbie couldn't stop talking about how cute he was. Oh, Cody Casey's baby. So cute. He's so cute. And, and I said to Molly, I, I think she might like him better. <laughs> I was cute too. You know, I was cute. I, I, I'm not worried. I'm not, I was cute too. I'm like, well, that was a while ago. You know, <laughs> she's got to meet the baby. She hasn't met him yet. I know. 
Well, once she does, then forget about it. Then she's yeah. going to want to babysit too. Oh man. Yeah. You we got to make that. Happen. Everybody's going to be, everybody's going to want to babysit. Um, but yeah, it was, you, you know, we came over and your wife was uh, cooking up uh, a lovely dinner and we broke out a couple of stouts and had some Buffalo chicken dip and conversation. And then we had dinner and uh, I love, can I, all right, this is not a criticism. This is just something I noticed. And I, I mentioned it to you at your house. Parent, first time parents always think their kid is misbehaving. Whereas people who have children who have grown up, your son was wonderful. He was well-behaved. He was friendly. He ate dinner. He ate buffalo chicken dip like it contained the cure to COVID. Uh, yeah, I have well, never seen a kid eat spicy food like that. We got to get back to the No, that was, that was, Debbie, so she made this delicious buffalo chicken dip. And it, what, what kind of hot sauce did she use? Frank's, uh, this one was buffalo wing hot sauce. Okay, so the Frank's Frank, hot sauce, yeah. All right, so Frank's hot sauce is in it, right? Literally hot sauce. There's blue cheese <laughs> and uh, and chicken, right? Just just yeah. really good buffalo chicken dip. So we're sitting there, and my son's you know reaching, and and he wants to try everything. He anything you <laughs> eat, he wants to try. Yes. So we I put a little bit on a chip, and I made sure there was a lot of blue cheese on it. But like it's a it's a dip. It's all mixed up, right? So I'm and I'm also like, blue cheese is not a, a a taste most one and a half year olds are into. True. True. So I gave him the chip and he eats all the, all the dip off the chip and he kind of chews and he's, you know, he's kind of looking off, kind of you know, thinking about it. And then he like, he like throws the chip down and he's like, ah, bah, 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 and starts like <laughs> shouting and reaching for the dip again. So I put some more on a chip and handed it to him and he just like, doesn't even eat the chip. He just eats it off the chip, throws the chip down and starts screaming and reaching for the dip again. I've never seen that. I need to know uh, how was his stomach that night and the next day. I did not change his diaper the next All morning. Right. He, it, you're not exaggerating. There was one point you put more dip on a chip than I will shove in my mouth, and he <laughs> hoovered it in like there was no tomorrow. And he just he just wanted more. And then you're right. He would just throw the chip down, or he'd throw the the piece of uh, pita the pita chip down. He just wanted. He just wanted that that dip, mm -hmm. and I Debbie did say because she he was on Debbie's lap a lot later. She's like, "Oh man, he's farting. That's not going to be good later." Because <laughs> <laughs> he then he you know then he had his dinner, and so he was he was all he was all good to go that way. You guys are so but so he was not he was behaving beautifully for a yeah. one and a half year old with strangers at the house. But it was funny because we used to be the same way. If they, you know, if they make any noise, like, oh, just calm down. It's like, he was being, he was being a fun one and a half year old. He was not that. doing anything out of the, out of the ordinary or anything. And I liked that. Uh, I liked you guys were counting down his bedtime, you know? <laughs> All right, 7.55, here's your milk. And he just grabs it, glug, glug, glug. And then he was off the bed and he, he went right to sleep. Yeah. You got it down. You got a system working. No, we're good. I mean, it was, it's all my wife. She gets all the credit and he's on a nap schedule now and it's going really well. And he's on a, uh, his bedtime's smooth as butter every night. So yeah, yeah he's, it seems no. like it. he didn't put up any fuss about going to bed. No, we're, we're super lucky. I mean, like, you know, like last week was like a bad week and he, there were 
you know, it was trouble. He wouldn't, he wouldn't do this. He'd yelled a lot. He was angry. Uh, but for the most <laughs> part, I mean, I can't, I can't complain. Get just have some, always have some Buffalo chicken dip in the house. Oh man. Yeah. Keep that and it was, calm. it was funny. Cause like, like a lot of times when he's being shy, like people will come in and if you just, if I just hand him to a person and they take him, he's fine. So, you know, he was being shy and then Debbie was sitting down and she grabbed a book and I just like sat him on her lap and she opened the book and he was reading a book. Yep. No there problem. he was. And then can, can you explain the, uh, the pushable airplane, the after fa after market addition to his pushable airplane? Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. He has this little airplane toy that's intended for a toddler to sit on and kind of run forward and it's shaped like a little airplane little Mickey Mouse airplane. Yeah. You can hit a button and it'll, the propeller will go. The brakes, the brake sound is good when you the hit the stop button. Great. All the, yeah, brake sound, stop button, uh, plays like two songs. Disney, Perfect. adorable. Uh, my, we have a few pictures up in the living room and one is a picture of my wife holding him up uh, in a little like wolf costume from when he was like six months old. Three <laughs> Younger than that. Gosh, you, yeah, like I say, four or five months old. All right. And he kept pulling it down. There's no glass in it. It's just the frame. So it's just the frame <laughs> in the picture and no glass. And for some reason, my nanny put it on the seat of the airplane and put scotch tape all around, like packing tape all yeah. around the plane. So it's taped to the seat. So you have this little toy airplane that a kid can ride around. And, and there's just a framed picture of my wife and my son taped to it. And my son will look at it and point yeah. at it. And then he, I mean, mostly he stands behind the plane and pushes it. He I was going to say he can't it. sit down on it now. He, he never did anyway. Okay. So very weird, very weird, but people see it. And let me, you know, he saw it. It's like, what? Why it's is like a little there? shrine. It's like a little shrine to their relationship it's on his, uh, on his airplane. It's very strange. Like he doesn't want to travel without his mom, which yeah, it makes sense. That's it's all right. Yeah. But no, <laughs> it was, it was, uh, he, he was, it was just a, just a barrel full of fun. Barrel he full. was barrel full of fun. And then it was, then he did, he went right to sleep and we were able to hang around and have a couple more, uh, try a couple more beers and have some nice conversation. Many laughs. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of, yeah, the, the stouts we had. So I, we both yes. had saved stouts from last year. Yes. I uh, saved, uh, so I had a couple Cuvée de Gras from mm -hmm. Revolution Brewing. And uh, we started with that. And then we went to your amazing find, I believe. Yeah, there was a, last year I won the Goose Island Prop Day giveaway. Well, not the lottery. It wasn't a giveaway. But, um, and one of the bottles in there just had a question mark on it and it was a mystery and it said barrel aged with coconut. And so I had saved that and that's what we had next. And that was, that was really good. It was really good. Um, and then I forget, did we, there was, there were a couple other ones that, uh, there was a maple one, but I don't think we had the ma the oatmeal stout with maple. I don't think we opened that one. Oh we no, we never opened that. No, we didn't open that one. Oh gosh, that's my mistake. I forgot about it. I think because you brought out something different. Yeah, well, so then we had the uh the Goose Island Bourbon County oh, Stout the, the birthday. Yeah, oh, that was it, yes. Which no, the anniversary. Is, was it the, I always Yeah, forget. it was the anniversary. <clears throat> the anniversary. So the anniversary I have is the birthday the, one. 
That was the only one that Brian didn't get to try last year. Yes. And it Correct. was wrecked. It was so good. Very good. Very that, good. That was one of those you could like find a Craigslist ad and you could buy it for like 200 bucks last year. And it was just, yeah, I just waited to sponge some of yours for free. Sure. So As was, one does. But yeah. <laughs> then uh, I wheeled out a, uh, I pulled out a, um, a revolution. What was the brandy, Apple one? Apple brandy Ryeway. Yes. And then I think we had another Cuvée de Gras after that. I would have pulled out the maple. I forgot that you brought the maple coffee one. I'll save it for next time you hear that. So that's all right. Well, yeah. And so then we're starting to plot our next one uh, with with different ones that we that we have left over. Because I have the birthday one here. Mm. And then I have a bunch of different proprietors. So, And I won this year's raffle. So... <laughs> We're gonna have a lot. We're gonna have a lot. And uh Fobab is Friday. I'm going Fobab is this weekend. We'll tell why you're not gonna be there with me. But uh yeah, it's the big festival of wood and barrel-aged beer. So I will be uh I'll be loopy by about 6 30. Sure. Yeah, Debbie's driving me and picking me up as she does every Fobab. This one, thankfully, there was all there was one Fobab where we were supposed to go. Well, we ended up going. Her firm was having a big soiree at the Museum of Science and Industry Ooh. that happened to be the night of Fobab. Mm. Uh, so I thought when I left Fobab that I was fine. I was not. <clears throat> I got home, immediately fell asleep, and 20 minutes later, Debbie woke me up to get in the shower so we could go to this big soiree at the museum. I had been, they had full open bar. They had revolution stuff. They had all kinds of stuff. I had been so uh, drunk from Fobab, I could not have one beer or anything that night. <laughs> I think I had a ginger ale. That's how bad it was as I walked around the museum. <laughs> it was like, ooh. So, yeah, last well, last year it wasn't, uh, last year they didn't have it. But this year it's in a new location, indoors and outdoors, which uh, does not bode well for Friday night when it's supposed to be storming. But what the heck? I've been wet before. I'll be wet again. That's what she said. Hi-oh. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, so, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was a great time. It was nice to get together. It was nice to uh, have some adult time afterward with because uh, being with your son was great. Uh, and then, like I said, he went to bed, and then we had a really good time after that. So it was it was a lot of fun. Even De Debbie said she had fun. And she never tells me she has fun. <laughs> never. I go, Are you having fun? Never. But uh, yeah, but the dogs were uh, the dogs were put out. They were very upset that we had left the house. They don't. <sighs> Lawson uh, always tears up the couches whenever we leave. Anytime you leave. Well, he's a dog of leisure, and so. He doesn't like tear the cushions off, but he pulls the blankets that we have over them because they lay on the couch. He pulls them and balls them into a pillow so that he's comfortable. All right. He's just a weirdo. That's not so bad. No, it's fine. It's fine. But they, you can tell. Gidget yells at us when we come home. She'll just sit in front of us. I'm like, what's the matter? We gave you food before we left. There's fresh water here. Yeah, you, you know, you were inside. We didn't leave you chained up outside for the raccoons and possums to get. Yeah. Relax. You don't know how good you have it. It was nuts. So, all right. This is uh I'm very jealous of you. 
for, well, only for one reason, that you're going to New Orleans tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Thursday. Oh, Thursday. All right. So you're going Thursday. And uh, explain. What are, you, what are your plans? I'm, I'm oh, I, I literally wish I could hide in your suitcase. But you would hey. definitely be over the 50-pound limit. Uh, you'd have to pay a lot extra for the bag that had me in it. I I believe a uh, an Airbnb is being rented with a bunch of bedrooms, and I think there's some extra rooms still free. So I mean, if you you know, if you want to drive down, just pack up, drive head down, out tomorrow. Head down takes me twelve mm-hmm. hours. Get there, grab myself a po' boy, quart of quart of gumbo. I'm ready to go. Sounds good to me. That's <laughs> what I'm gonna do. My uh, yeah. my oldest brother is uh, having a wedding down there. Yeah, getting getting a little marriage thing going on. Uh, she was <laughs> she was super awesome fiance. She's like the best. Uh, she's really fantastic, and uh, we're excited to go. So Thursday we fly down. Friday is the wedding, and then Saturday we hang out in New Ola nice. for a day, and uh, we fly out early Sunday morning. So you know, with the wedding taking most of Friday, we've pretty much got a day there for Saturday. Yeah. Uh, which is you know, I've never been to New Orleans, so I'm very curious and excited, and I just want to drink a very strong hurricane. Walk yes. around with it, check out the architecture, and uh, push around my kid in a stroller. Call it a day. That'll be fun. One day, you know, a, a Saturday in New Orleans is a good day to just be chill and wandering around. The weather should still be nice. Hopefully, it won't be raining. It rains a lot. Uh, uh, it's supposed to rain Thursday. Is it? Are you getting there early Thursday or late Thursday? Uh, Mid afternoon. So, not. Oh, you got, so you got some time on Thursday, too. I mean, get some dinner or something, you know, just some yeah. evening stuff. My, my, you know, since my family will be there, you know, my, my folks will watch the kid. Uh, I, I don't imagine they're going to be out as late as we are. So, you know, it's not like we, my wife and I will be trapped in, in the hotel with a baby the whole time or anything. You know, you know there's family pass them around kind of yeah. group activities. Well, there's, a, you know, there's a few uh, kid friendly things to do. And then at night, there's no kid friendly things to do. That's right. when you just lock your kid in the hotel room and. Go on about your business. I'm looking at the forecast. Thursday, partly sunny, 77. Friday, sunny and 70. Saturday, sunny and 61. Oh, all right. So it sounds like wonderful fall weather in New Orleans. Yeah, I'm really excited. I've always wanted to. I've always wanted to go to New Orleans. I didn't think that these was these would be the circumstances. You know, traveling with a kid, right. with a wedding going on, all that stuff. But uh, we'll make it. We'll make the most of it. Well, this will be a good. Uh, you know, you'll get a little taste. And then next time I say, hey, you should come with us to Mardi Gras, you'll go, oh, yeah, you should definitely come, come to Mardi Gras because it, uh, it is fun. I, it's, I still want to live there. I, I know there's a lot of problems down there, just like any other major city. Uh, once, you, once you drive around the streets a little bit, you're going to realize how awful. You're, you're going to thank God that they passed the infrastructure bill because <laughs> – the streets in New Orleans, one, because they're below sea level and there's tree roots everywhere. There's not a sidewalk that is flat. Uh, every sidewalk is like being on uh, one of those obstacle course shows. It's it's insane. And a lot of the streets are that way, too. If you're driving down any side streets, it's just forget about it. It's There's potholes and lumps and trees and it's crazy. But. You will, you, I, well, I, I'll, I'm looking forward to hearing your review of New Orleans next week because you know, you know my feelings on it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you'll have a good time. And, uh, you know, the, you'll have, 
My my here's my can I here's my advice. If What's you have your advice? One day, one day really in New Orleans, you got to spend some time in the French Quarter because that's you know that's what everybody that's New Orleans really. Yeah. It's not, but for a tourist for a one day thing, it is. Of course, but you're staying outside the French Quarter, which is nice. So you're not far from some neighborhood stuff. Um, and your parents have a car. So, you know, even if you wanted to do a couple, uh, you know, something with your son and go, go wherever there's, there's things to do, but you know, you'll have, you'll have fun wandering around, stay away from the big ass beer and those, uh, fishbowl cocktails. They're not good. Okay. They're not, you, you'll see them. You'll see them on bourbon street. Oh, they're big thing, big ass beer. And it's just warm, flat paps. Um, and then the, the fishbowl drinks are pfft. But get yourself a get yourself your hurricane at Pat O'Brien's and wander the streets. Yeah. And if you wander all the way down Bourbon Street and you get to Jean Lafitte's blacksmith shop, which is the oldest bar in North America, get yourself a purple drink. All right. There you go. Then you'll be lucky to make it home. I love purple drinks. Here's one thing I didn't tell you the other night. If you want to impress your wife, Saturday night. Go to the Hotel Monteleone to the Carousel Bar. All right, I'm writing this down. Make sure you're sitting. Make sure you can get, try to get a seat at the Carousel. Order yourself a Sazerac. That's where they were created. It is. It's really cool. It's a beautiful hotel. So beautiful, I've never stayed there, but the lobby is beautiful, and the Carousel Bar is. Uh, it's fun. All right, you just go and it's it's just beautiful. Have a have a nice cocktail. Talk. The bartenders are friendly. The people are friendly. So there, there's one uh, one cocktail place that'll make a you know little memory for you. Make an impression. I like to do those things. Mike wants to know if there's a house in New Orleans they call the Rising Sun. Actually, Mike, I saw uh, when I went over to Algiers Point, which you won't have time to do, Cody, but you can take the ferry from the end of Canal Street, right near at the south end of the French Quarter. You can take it right over to Algiers Point, which has one of the most photographed bars in film. There's a bar over there that there, there's pictures all over it. It's been in a million different movies and TV shows. You've mentioned this the last I have time mentioned you went. this one. Yeah. But as I was walking around Algiers Point, there is a house that has a plaque that says the rising sun. And I'm like, oh, there it is, the house of the rising sun. I don't think that's the one. In fact, I know it's not. Because the House of the Rising Sun, I think, was a whorehouse. But uh, so there you go. But yeah, you'll have fun, man. You'll oh, you're. I can't wait to hear what you think of it. Yeah, my guess is you're going to come home and go. It was very dirty. I didn't like it at all. I don't know what you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you see in this. What you see in that town? Well, you know, my sensibilities have changed dramatically since becoming a suburban father. Yeah, that's probably true. And I don't put up with the urban air around things anymore you know what i mean mm, this is probably not for you then i don't know yeah but i do the, like to drink and i like debauchery so then this is this could be the place this could like be the jazz. place for you i like old stuff i like architecture i like uh impressing my wife i like anything that really she enjoys okay. uh, i don't really have many opinions of my own anymore actually i just kind of glom onto hers it's way easier that way you know what i mean yeah well if you uh if you're looking for music frenchman street on Saturday night would be the place to go. All right. And it's all 
music bar, all music clubs. But there's music all over the quarter. There's all kinds of stuff. Sure. Stop in at Molly's on uh, Toulouse, my favorite dive bar. Have a drink in there. That's where a woman reached up under my kilt and uh, oh. gave my uh, gave my junk a little twiddle one night. I don't, you know what I I don't really foresee myself sitting in too many places. Like I think during the day I'll grab drinks and walk around. Yeah, because I want to see as much as I can, and I think that's one of the nicest things about having the open, uh, the yes. open carry, open carry. Yeah, I'm gonna walk around packing heat in New Orleans. <laughs> You're like Yosemite when, Sam when you get drunk. Grow a big mustache. A, rootin' tootin'. Rootin' tootin' Nola. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see you root and toot. Open container. Yes, open container. Oh, you Saturday you'll be able to walk around with a drink nonstop. You know? Grab yourself a beignet and some chicory coffee after a few drinks to level yourself off. Check out the, uh, the beautiful cathedral there. And, uh, yeah, it's... It, it's a great it's a great place to walk around. There's a million little places, uh, you know, shops and stuff and the quarter is so much bigger than Bourbon Street. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Quarter's huge. You know, from Rampart on the north to uh St. Peter's on the south. Frenchman over there. Yeah, a lot of good places. And I like bourbon. A lot of good places. And I like bourbon, fun. so there's going to be You're going to have fun all of it. Yeah. Well, that'll be a fun update for next week. Yes, I can't uh, wait to hear. That'll be a, that'll be a good time. Um, yeah, and so that will that, man. I'm very sad. Here's the thing. Here's something. Uh, I'm already uh, tired of the holidays. They haven't even really started yet. How's that? But, well, here's this is what yesterday. I'm driving around. I'm coming home, and one house in the neighborhood is already fully decorated for Christmas. All their outdoor stuff. It's November 9th. Thank you. That's my point. November 9th. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Then, of course, you've got the radio station here in town that goes to Christmas music uh, last week, 24-7. Too early. It's a marketing thing. I get it. But the house house that's decorated, and then I saw a couple others, uh, and I'm like, all right, this is is getting insane. Today I go to Jewel, and it's full-blown. Christmas stuff. Out in front, it's potted Christmas trees and wreaths, and then the Salvation Army guys ringing the bell at every door. Now, I want to preface this so I don't, uh, you know, so nobody wants to cancel me. And if you do, too bad. I like the Salvation Army. I've donated a lot of stuff to the Salvation Army, and I'm not virtue signaling there. I'm not going to look how great I am. I'm just saying this to say I support them, and I support charities in general. I hate being bombarded and harassed every time I go into a store during the holidays. It bothers me to no end, the guys who are who are outside ringing the bells at the store. Because, listen, I'm as charitable as the next guy. But I'm not always, I, I don't always want to be guilted just because I'm running in to get a gallon of milk. Yeah. You know, and they're always like, hey, how you doing? You want to no, and then you feel like a jerk. I'm not Scrooge. I don't need, I, but I don't need to be, I don't need to be harangued and bombarded with beggary every time I go go shopping. And now it's way too early. It is the it is the 9th of November, as you mentioned. Christmas is the 25th. And don't tell listen, Brian, you know, 
People need uh, giving all year long. I know that, but they don't bring out the kettles during the rest of the year. So let's not uh, let's not split hairs here. This is a holiday tradition. It's too early for for the bell ringers. It's just too early, and it, I don't want to feel guilty. That it's all about me. I'm not listen. I I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. It's all about my comfort, and this makes me uncomfortable. What's the movie in the very last scene? A bunch of people had a ton of money and then they didn't and they end up being Santa Clauses or ringing the bells for the Salvation Army or something. They go from super rich to like, that ends up happening. It was like a really good movie for the most part, kind of a classic film, but then it got to the end and like that was the conclusion was just like three of them are suddenly like store Santa Clauses and I hated the ending. I don't (sighs) remember that one. Watched it with my wife, and I was like, I really hate that ending. Tremors three. It might have been Tremors five. Hold on. Tremors five. All right. Marta's telling me not to make eye contact. I know that. I listen, I've lived in a city my whole life. I know how not to make eye contact with people. But no, 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 no. It was like the wasn't it the Goodfellas? Goodfellas? No, Goodfellas yeah. is a mafia movie. I know. How does it end? How does it end? Well, Spoiler alert, Joe Pesci dies. I think uh Robert De Niro's character dies. Oh, never mind. That's Ray Liotta gets Ray Liotta gets uh, arrested. What's another gangster movie like Goodfellas? Well, it's not The Godfather. Not The Godfather. It's not Casino. Not Casino, not The Irishman. We talked about it on a recent podcast. Because I told you I saw it for the first time. And you were like, oh, you hadn't seen that? That's Roadhouse. It's not Roadhouse. Uh, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to figure this out. Here we go, our short term memory again. It's a little Um, more long term memory, but yeah. It wasn't it's not bad Santa. Bad Santa, they're they're, he's a mall Santa, but that's not it. Casino, they no, they don't end up they don't end up as as Salvation Army bell ringers in uh Oh, Marta says trading places, but I don't think I don't think they end up as uh, Dan Aykroyd becomes or dresses as a Salvation Army Santa in trading places with Eddie Murphy. Is that the one you're talking about? But he's only in the costume. He's in the costume in the middle. No idea. I'll figure it out. All right. All right. You'll right. figure very, it out. So very horrible. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. we weren't able to make the pull. That's what that's what bothers me. We couldn't figure it out. I swear it was something. And you swear it's a gangster movie? movie? I thought so. Because I thought they had a racket, and then, like, they did really well. And at the end, most of them are, are gangsters or, like, <laughs> oh, it's going to drive me out of my mind. I'll look up Casino's ending. All right. Anyway, I'm looking. Sorry. Yeah, I don't um, see. I I, <laughs> I googled gangster movie with Santas, and uh, nothing comes up. Effet uh, Effet saves Christmas, or Elfet saves Christmas. Oh man, I might have to go ask my wife. All right, hold on, I'll be right back. All right, you go. You go do that. We'll figure this. Reindeer games. That might be it, Adam. That's the Ben Affleck uh, film. But I, were they see were they Santas? I don't, I don't know. Cody might be talking out his ass. Let's be honest. 
I don't mean to talk ill of the man when he's not here, when he's going down to ask his wife something, who I guarantee is going to look at him and shake her head with dismay and just go, what? Why are you asking me this? What are you bothering me for? But uh, so it, just to be clear, again, I'm all about holiday giving and helping people. But I don't, I, it's too early and I don't want, all right, what? Yes, you're back. Oh my God, I was right. It was a gangster movie. Okay. Robin and the Seven Hoods. Oh my God, that is an old, is that Sinatra? It's Sinatra. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <sighs> How did you, where, all right, first of all, where were you watching Robin and the Seven Hoods? And no, we didn't talk about this because I would, I'm just, I'm shocked. Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., Peter Falk is in it, Victor Bruno, and Edward yep. G. Robinson. Yeah. At the very end, three of them are dressed up like Santa Clauses, ringing bells outside of uh, some building downtown. Is it the Chicago Theater or it's some theater downtown? Anyway. Uh, and they say, don't be a do batter or something. Um, oh my God. My, my wife had been telling me for years, I've never seen a Rat Pack movie. We should watch a Rat Pack movie sometime. Now, growing up, there was a movie that I remember liking that my mom had on some VHS or something that we'd watched. And I was like, oh, um, there is one movie that I've seen with the Rat Pack and I kind of liked it. I remember it being good. We should watch that. I thought it was Robin and the Seven Hoods. It wasn't. I don't okay. know what movie it was, but anyway. Ocean's so like, 11? No, I have no idea which one it was. <laughs> um, but like, it wasn't Ocean's 11 either. It, it might have been It might have been one about the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. I don't know. With the Rat Pack? Okay. Maybe not. Who knows? So anyway, my memory failed me miserably. And All I right. thought Robin and the Seven Hoods was this great movie that uh, had the Rat Pack in it. So we sat down and watched it like six months ago. And I was like, oh, let's watch Robin and the Seven Hoods. And afterwards, she was like, let's never do that again. Uh, <laughs> it was. But and there were things I liked about it, but I hated the ending. I hated it. At the very end, yeah, they're. Uh, yes, it says at the very end, uh, unable to fight an angry mob of women, Robbo and his gang flee. Robbo and his merry men are reduced to working as Santa Clauses to solicit charitable donations. They watch dumbfounded as Marion steps out of a car with her latest partner, Alan A. Dale, who casually gives the Santa's money before going off with Marion. Yeah. Spoiler alert. So my worst association with the bell ringers <laughs> the end of robin in the seven hoods the 1960s rat pack movie i love that it took this long to get back to your point oh man oh man i had no point i i don't go places i, don't I was go gonna to say store. so you don't go to the store and stuff they're outside everywhere they're outside walmart and they're outside uh um uh, Jewel, all the all everywhere, they're everywhere, and I'm like, stop, stop mm -hmm. haranguing me. I first of all, I don't think people should be selling anything outside the grocery stores. I don't want the Girl Scouts bothering me for cookies. I don't want the Boy Scouts trying to hawk popcorn. I don't want uh, kids with really, I, I don't know what affiliation. They just have a cardboard box full of candy. And they're like, you want to buy a candy bar? No. No, I don't know. Where'd you get the candy bar? What's going on? What are you here for? Oh, I might play basketball or I might be trying for a scholarship. What? No, I'm not buying milk duds for $4. That's, that's not going to happen. 
So I, I think we need to put a moratorium on soliciting outside a place where I'm already going to spend money. Mm. Because one, I'm always in a hurry because I'm impatient. Two, I don't want to, I, I don't want to be bothered. You know, I don't want to, don't even, don't ask. I don't want to be guilted into it. I don't want to see your little doe-eyed Girl Scouts. And I, I'm, well, I'm not being a hypocrite because I never did it. But Debbie did go to, uh, when Molly was a Girl Scout, they did go camp out at the Jewel and, uh, you know, sell their cookies. And they, she did pretty good. But, no, nah, stop. Stop. These stores needed, uh, no, nah, put a kibosh. The kibosh, Cody. That's what I'm talking about. I'm calling for a kibosh. Yeah. I'm all worked up. The more I the more I think about everything, the more uh that I think that we have the wrong incentives as a society to make for? things good. Um what like like Christmas season, right? People oh boy, people should shop for like when I was little. So this was yeah. less than 30 years ago. When I was little, wait, Christmas, wait, wait. I'm, I'm sorry, how old? <clears throat> this was uh, well, when I was little, it was 30 years ago. All right. I was still little. Sure. No, you said less than 30 years ago. Yeah, less than 30 years ago also. I was still little. Okay. I wasn't little less than 20 years ago. All right. Either way, yeah, I, I'm Either sorry way, I interrupted your point. When I was when I was little, Christmas season shopping season started the day after Thanksgiving. And then right. open stores, they would open stores on Black Friday and you go shopping. And then that's when the decorations went up and the ornaments and all that stuff. And then like, it just started to creep earlier and earlier. Black Friday used to be a day. Now Black mm -hmm. Friday sales are probably already happening. They I are. Believe I'm getting emails about all kinds of Black Friday stuff. And don't give me the, well, it's the pandemic. Everybody's trying to get their money back. Shut up. We were all buying. So we were all buying stuff during the pandemic. Yeah, that's been going on for years. Yeah. No, but uh, right. And so it's all it's all economically driven, and like pretty much all the, pretty much everything. Like, there's so many really terrible things. There's just there are so many terrible things because they're economically driven. Like, for example, my parents have a refrigerator in their basement that is 60 years old. It still runs great. Okay. How many refrigerators do they make these days that run for 60 years? Pretty much none because of planned mm -hmm. obsolescence. Because companies know that they need to get more money from people every 10 years rather than making something that will just last them a really long time. So like, right. So the incentive there is money and it makes things worse. Things are worse mm -hmm. because of money. It's the same with like healthcare, right? Like, like insulin should be affordable and it's not because people want money, right? So people have to, and then they have to put in all these regulations so you can get your medications and stuff. So, so like, because people need money, right? Um, taxes. Everyone has to go through this whole thing with like pages and pages of tax paperwork, right? 90 some percent of people, according to Nobel Prize winning economists, could just get a text from the government saying how much they owe, tap a button and then be done with it because like most people's taxes aren't that complicated. And we right. have the technology and the IRS knows what you owe them. But instead, <laughs> yes, like, they do. People that charge money to make you to prepare your taxes, like have created the system and pay other people to like lobby for them so that they make this like just awful opoly where uh, now An we awful, live in a awfulopoly. Awfulopoly, yeah, it's very like, awfulopolis. It, it sounds like it sounds like a bad falafel chain. It is. Come it's into awfulopoly. It's a it's a awfulopoly falafel chain, and uh, that's delicious <laughs> sounding to me. But sure, it, it's, it's all right. They've created an entire bureaucratic system of wasting people's time just to get a little bit more money, and it like. Yeah, like everything is awful because people are solely <laughs> concentrated on profit margins 
And like <laughs> most things are worse than they could be. And uh, that's where we're at. Actually, psychedelic research. Um, so we, I've been uh, going down a psychedelics research rabbit hole. There's all really? this really promising research that came out in the 50s that like with one major like psychedelic experience, like a really heavy dose of psilocybin or maybe LSD or certain treatments paired with therapies could be a one and done for people helping quitting smoking, quitting like alcohol, like curing really? alcoholism essentially. I mean, a miracle cures, right? Uh, there's no money in it. There's no money in it. Ooh. Uh, it would be a one and done. And, you know, who wants somebody to be fixed after a treatment when they could like just get treatments over time? So like, right. And keep coming back is, to rehab time and time again. And right. Medicine is worse than it should be because um, they're not going to research something that is a cheap, uh, widely available cure. So like, there's, yeah, the more I look around, the more things are really bad. And then people are like, but capitalism works. And it's like, but capitalism is why everything's really bad. Like Comcast went out for everybody today. And it's because the internet's not a public utility. And right. the internet's not a public utility because Comcast has a lot of money and they want to keep their money. So they give some money to politicians so that they, you know, can lobby. And now they're not a public utility. So they can do whatever they want. It's impossible to compete against them. Uh, and everyone has bad internet and bad customer service. So like money just makes everything really shitty. Like that's kind <laughs> of the world we live in. And like this, this the, the capitalist model, like I think it peaked and now we're like done with it. Like we need to like move on to like a better thing that like allows people What's to gonna be better. Uh, just any, it uh, allows people to be happy, spend more time like with their families, um, eh, get better listen, medicine that, and better, that's better happy things. and spending more time with your family. That's a, that's no, a, it's uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm really like, if you objectively just sit down and look around, like there's no argument against it. Like there, there's, you cannot argue with me and be like, Oh, but like having money be the main motivator of everything makes X better. Like what? What, Dumb. what is better from it? What in my life, what in your life is better? Because like people are constantly bombarding you with ads, trying to get your attention to buy crap you don't need. Like who wins there? And to your point, now it's inv infested the Salvation Army, right? Yes, now it's like everywhere. Christmas season now is two months. So people spend more money for two months buying things they don't need for two months. That destroy well, the environment they've panicked. they've panicked us now that the supply chain, if you don't order your, if you don't spend all your Christmas money now, you're not going to oh, get yeah. Christmas. There will oh, be yeah. no Christmas. Just so you know, uh, you've already given me the title for this week's episode, Everything is Awful. That is the, that it will be the title of this week's episode. Everything is awful. But you're, you're right. It's, you know, we're just, it's nonstop. And, you know, char charities are a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. But they're part of the, you know, they're part of the give us your money too. And they're, they're out there hustling, trying to get money because really when you give to, if I spend my money somewhere uh, at Jewel or a store, I have something. If I give it to charity, you know, I have a warm feeling for a minute and somebody's helped, but you know, so charities are argue or up against everybody who wants your, everybody wants your money. Like you said, mm -hmm. charities want it. Retailers want it. Jeff Bezos wants it because he doesn't have enough. Elon Musk wants you to buy a Tesla and then go to the moon. I don't know what he wants us to do. But yeah, it's insanity. So this is all. I'm just, we got to stop. This is the big, Molly started on, Molly started in with me on uh, Christmas presents already. <laughs> what? Already. Yeah. You know, first of all, Debbie is, Debbie is doing her usual yearly, uh, don't get me anything for Christmas. Right. Because we're we're going to save the money and do other things, and I'm like, okay, that's you know we've been we've been saving up because we're going to Ireland next fall, and um, 
I get that. We've been trying to do more ex experiential gifts anyway, you know, something to do. But then I gave her one she hasn't used yet. So you may be getting an invitation to a virtual wine tasting because, uh, hmm. yeah, it, they'll send us like four bottles of wine and then we'll have a sommelier on Zoom and he'll walk us through the wine. But but Molly starts sending it last week. Now, it was the 1st of November, a day I'll always remember. <laughs> she starts sending me uh, links to things about Christmas gifts for Debbie because Molly is still... Molly's still under the impression that we like we have to get like when she was a kid where we would give the gifts together. You know, as like you will like you and your son will give your wife a gift from your son, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, Molly still operates under that that we have to give our gifts together. Like she's a grown woman, she could buy her and she gives she gives money. She doesn't, you know, she gives money for it, but she likes gifts to be in tandem. Like to be from both of us to Debbie. Mm. I don't know why. I don't. I, I, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff in my life is beyond comprehension. And <laughs> but she's bombarding me with all these ads. And I'm. I finally said, "Listen, Molly, uh, I'm not in the Christmas spirit yet. I don't want. I'm not thinking about Christmas yet. I don't want to think about Christmas yet. They know that Christmas is not. Uh, Christmas is a trigger for me." And, uh, I'm hoping like last Christmas is when I started, um, with my medication and, and, uh, therapy and every, well, the therapy had been going on. So this Christmas is probably going to be better, but, uh, I still, I'm still not crazy about Christmas because of a lot of stuff in the past. I like Christmas with the three of us. Remind me of that statement because that will come. So anyway, I'm like, listen, I can't. Uh, I can't think about Christmas presents now. And she keeps sending me stuff. And I'm like, really, Mal, I, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to be difficult. I'm just not, it's, it's November 9th. Mm -hmm. I, we got time. All right. Well, fine. If I have to buy stuff myself, then I will. And I'm like, well, no. And so I commented on a couple of things, uh, you know, and I'm like, well, this is, I like this. Da, 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 da. We'll talk about it. Anyway. Well now, so she, uh, she and Debbie are in cahoots and they're trying to. So last year was great. Uh, here's what I liked about the pandemic. I never had to leave the house. I didn't have to go to any sort of events. I didn't have to mingle. Uh, it was fine with me. You know, it was, it was great. Last year was not a good year. So I was happy to not have to go out. Sure. Well, this year, the holidays are on boy in full swing. Everybody, my whole family, everybody's coming in for Thanksgiving to go to my brother's. So we're, we're going to go to Thanksgiving. But then the talk of Christmas came up. And Molly, much to my surprise, is like, I don't want to go to Christmas this year. I just want to do what we did last year and have just the three of us at Christmas. She said, and we could go see Grandma you know, the day before or two days before, and we can go over and make dinner at her house and, you know, do all of that. But I don't really want to go to Christmas. And I'm thinking, Ooh, she's finally proved she's my daughter. And then I thought we can't do that. And Debbie's like, no, but I think that's a good idea. I said that we have to go out of town. We can't be in town and say, we're not coming to Christmas. 
that's not uh, that just wouldn't it's not gonna it wouldn't go well mm -hmm. you know like if we said oh we're gonna be in uh, you know barbados or blue island or so you know somewhere somewhere else uh new orleans Christmas, if we were gonna be in new orleans which i have I have recommended that for the last six, seven years. Let's go to New Orleans for Christmas. No. And Molly was always like, no, I want to be home for Christmas. I want to, you know, well, now she's realized what it's like to be home for Christmas. So she's, you know, uh, but so this is going to be, I, I had to put the kibosh on that conversation too. I was like, I can't talk about that now. Let's get through Thanksgiving and then we'll figure out Christmas. Yeah. Um, Cause I, you know, I said, well, Molly, if you really don't want to go, you could just say you were sick. <laughs> and she's like, well, can't we all be sick? I go, no, we can't be. She goes, how about if you say I came over to your house on Christmas morning and then I got sick and you didn't want to leave me alone? And I'm like, well, you're 25. Um, unless you're really dying, there's no reason for us not to leave you alone when you're sick. You know, so this is going to it's going to be a crazy holiday season, Cody. That's all I can tell you. Wow. And, that's what, yeah, this is, it, you know, it'll be fine. Thanks. This is now what I think is going to happen because all my brothers are coming in for, because everybody's going to be here for Thanksgiving. I think there's going to be some, the out of town ones that don't come in for Christmas. And if that's the case, then we can figure something out. Like I would still see everybody over the holidays. I'm not. Uh, yeah. Who, what do you do on Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve. Um, is it used to be the three of us would uh we'd go to church and then we would go out nope and wrong what? no you gotta flip it christmas eve you spend with the extended family that's when you you host it you have a big party somewhere right all the aunts and uncles and all the cousins and grandma and grandma, they all go and it's the big thing and it's called it a potluck or whatever it is and that's the big christmas eve thing and then on christmas day everybody wakes up at their own house and yes. they do their own thing Yes, and they just do their immediate family stuff. And if somebody wants to come over later for dessert, you do that. Oh, maybe he pop over see a grandparent. Maybe you, you know one of the kids picks up the grandparent. You know, bring him back and have uh, you know have the meal that day. But that's how we do it. We do Christmas Eve at my aunt and uncle's every year, and that's oh. where we see all the cousins and get all that stuff done. And then we wake up Christmas morning, immediate family. Maybe they stop over. My aunt and uncle stop over for pie later. But that's the way huh. you do it. That yeah. is interesting because for Flip years, it. for years when my uh, my aunt, my dad's sister was alive, um, she would take us all out to dinner on Christmas Eve, and then so we would go to mass, then we'd go to to dinner, and it was a really late night, and then we would all see each other the next day too. And after she died, it was like, well, we don't need to, we don't need to see each other both days. So we started, everybody did their own thing on Christmas Eve. And so we would either get Chinese or, uh, I think last, the last couple of years we start, we'd get Italian, we'd bring in food on Christmas Eve and we'd sit around and, uh, watch a couple movies. And of course I would read the night before Christmas, Molly and Debbie would go to bed. I would pour myself a stiff drink and watch bad Santa. That's, mm -hmm. that's Christmas Eve. It's a beautiful mm -hmm. Christmas Eve, but I like if we got everything out of the way Christmas Eve, then Christmas day. And it makes sense in terms of traditions involved because 
presumably everyone doesn't like your whole extended family, all your siblings, you don't all buy each other presents. Correct. That's why Christmas Eve makes sense for the broader family because you don't need any presents involved. It's yes. just about being together. It's sheerly get together, you know, have some drinks, whatever. We would usually go to uh, mass before dinner. So okay. we do that, go over to my aunt and uncle's. And then, yeah, you know, Christmas day, you just want to wake up and open presents from your immediate yes. family and hang out. So that's, you got to flip it. And do you that. know, on the, you know, on the 26th, I don't want to do anything. Right. 26th is my day. That is the sacred day. Sacred day. Too bad nobody's hearing this advice because everybody stopped listening after I shouted about capitalism for five minutes. No, they were, they, they were all in. Everybody hates, <laughs> listen, you Steve, were like Charlie I, Brown. You were like Charlie why. Brown railing against the commercialization of Christmas. I don't, I don't need to say any of the things that I say in this podcast. No. Sometimes I haven't done like a, like no. a, rant, a rant. I immediately regretted like that in uh, several, a few week, months, I would say. I know it's been a while and I, yeah. I miss them. I, nah, I miss well, watching you just go completely insane. You're the only one. You're the only one. Uh, no, my my whole Thanksgiving week uh, plans all got jacked up last week. What happened? Well, I was going to take off uh, the Friday, the week before Thanksgiving, and okay. all of Thanksgiving week. I was going to take off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because, you know, everybody gets wow. Thursday and Friday off. Sure, sure. Um, and I was going to do it uh, because the newest expansion to Final Fantasy fourteen comes out that week. What What does that mean exactly, an expansion of Final Fantasy fourteen? So the Final game, Fest they released the game and it wasn't finished? No, so they release it. So it, it's the type of game where they release the game, you play the game, you finish the game. Uh, but, the, <laughs> you know, the story can continue. So they call it an expansion. You could almost call it a sequel, but it's kind of baked in, right? Okay. So it's the same game you're playing, but yeah, you expand, you get new areas you can go to. There's new story, there's new monsters, stuff like that. Okay. So every two years, an expansion comes out for this game. Well, it's relevant to Thanksgiving because they pushed back the release date. Right. 11 years. What happened? 11 years Final Fantasy XIV has been out. They've never once pushed back a release date, but they pushed it back two weeks. So I had to move my vacation days uh... later in December <laughs> because, <laughs> because I'm... My vacation days revolve around a video game release. That is, that's uh, who I am. Yeah, that is, well, that is exactly who you are. Now, did <laughs> your when you when you brought this to your boss and said, "Listen, I know I had asked for these days off, but now I need these days off." Did uh, how did they react to that? I said, I spoke with my coworker, and we realized production would be a lot smoother. If uh, I spaced out the vacation days and we'd have a lot less crunch involved. So, you know, I think this will be a lot better for work and uh, I can be flexible with this. Uh, you tell myself. Come on. All right. I'm not going to say, hey, a video game's coming out on a different day. I got to swap all my time. No, that would not be a good. Uh, I, if I was your employer, I'd go, you work here? Mm -hmm. This might have been a mistake. We need to. Now, for now, all I what she may follow me on Twitter and I did tweet about it. So maybe she knew, but right. But listen, you, you have the days, I guess you could take them whenever. Yeah. So what would now back in your single days or even your newlywed days, you would probably, this expansion would come out. You would cloister yourself in front of your television uh, with Mountain Dew and whatever other, whatever snacks you are going to, you know, binge on. What will you do now that uh, with, with the baby? Will he let you play his expansion, the expansion, or will he, you know, will he interrupt your gameplay? He goes to bed around eight 
and he sleeps through the night. So I will hop on from eight till probably one or two. Oh my uh, God. The first few nights it's out. Um, my wife is an early riser. Thank God for her. She'll get him. And then the second I wake up, I will say, sweetie, you're an angel. Thank you for letting me sleep in a few hours. I will now take the baby in hand and, you know, handle his needs. And then when he goes <laughs> down for his two and a half to three hour nap, I will play some more. Okay. And then when he wakes up, I will stop and I will be a great father until bedtime. <laughs> now, is this a game that you play with other people or is this a game that you play solo? Other people. Oh, so it's an online uh, extravaganza? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Will the other gaming nerds be accepting of your baby rearing schedule? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, there's a lot, of, a lot of parents out there. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> wow. There's things I learn every day. Yeah, man. Look, holidays are complicated enough without having to throw in a brand new video. No, game this is, yeah, the, you, you can't, you can't be expected to do all that holiday stuff <laughs> and master an extension of uh, final fantasy 14. <laughs> right. Legend right. of Zorda. Right. Who is, is this? Wait, what's legend of Zelda? That's not final fantasy. That's different. That's different. That's a whole different thing. Yeah, this is, uh, Does it have anything Link. to do with Sonic the Hedgehog? No, this is Link from The Legend of Zelda. Okay. The Wind Waker. Wasn't there some uh, Legend of Zelda thing at your wedding? Yeah, I cut the cake with the sword. With the Sword of Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Is that what it's called, the Sword of Zelda? It's called the Master Sword. Oh, all right. Yeah. You know, the reason I don't ha have the Master Sword in my camera shot, besides this whole mess I have, but... You know how hard it is to find a good-looking sword hanger, like a wall no. mount to hang. No, a sword? I have. I haven't looked for any sort of mounts for uh, medieval weaponry. I'm Why? sorry, not you're missing out. Well, because I just keep my uh, I keep my ball and chain right next to the bed. Actually, I sleep with her. Oh, good morning. Oh, good morning. Yeah, I was trying to think of uh, another medieval, medieval weapon, uh, med another med I, the big hammer, but uh -huh. <laughs> you know. So no, I do not. Uh, I haven't looked for any. Where does one look for? Well, wait a minute. There used to be that channel on uh, one of the home shopping networks where they sold knives all the time, and they had swords on there. I'm sure they have some sort of uh, hanging thing. Or there's always that weird store in the mall with like uh, all sorts of art from the mid uh from the far east and then they have machetes and samurai swords and stuff what mall is that at just about every mall in america has that weird store there's one uh right over here oh north riverside park mall has one and it's got all kinds of like oriental art uh, like the dog dragon statues and different uh, tabs and then they always have samurai swords hanging on the wall huh like on a well, a modified gun rack for samurai swords. It's like in Wayne's world. Why would yeah. I need a gun rack? I don't even own a gun, a gun. <laughs> let alone enough guns to necessitate a rack. Uh, no, most sword ha hangers are just two little plastic tabs that kind of stick out of the wall and you hang it up. But there aren't like cool ones that would really match. Now, do you want one? Do you want one that sits on a table, or you want it to hang on the wall? I want it to hang on the wall, ideally uh, horizontally. I think, probably, so I could put it up high, so my son can't get to it. Yeah, 
All but the ones I'm seeing have samurai swords on them. Right. That's the thing. They all look, they all look, uh, uh, you know, far Eastern and like Zelda's not that style, at least no. the sword that I have. I've looked on Etsy. I've looked on Pinterest. You, know you, need, to you need to go up to uh medieval times or what's the Renaissance fair, the Bristol Renaissance fair, Bristol, Bristol. I, I, bet, I bet one of those weird craftsmen in Bristol has it for you. I was just at medieval times and I looked, I actually looked for a sword at, the, at medieval their times. Gift shop? Yeah. I looked you guys got any shop. sword hangers here in the gift shop? I didn't ask, but I, you know, I looked around. Oh, you should have asked. They keep them in the back. Oh, they're not going to leave them out front because they're it's a specialty item. People, it's not an impulse buy. This is something that people have thought about for a long time. Well, hey, you could go up there and buy yourself some chain mail, and you could get yourself your sword rack, and I don't know what else. Well, let's go back in April. You go free on your birthday. Is that right? Yeah. See if you and I can get a midnight showing, and then they'll have to let us both in free. Oh, at mid uh, medieval times? Yeah. I thought you were talking about the Renaissance Fair. Oh, no. They would walk around with a big turkey leg. That would be fun. Just be crazy. Ha-ha. Here's good news for you as a gamer. Um, Gen Z is able to recognize video game characters more than historical, actual historical people. Who's Gen Z? And Gen is Z she is single? young. <laughs> oh, good motive. I think she does a, a podcast about fitness. Oh, I don't know if that's true. I don't know what Gen Z is. They're youngsters. They're uh, they're younger than the millennials, but they were able to identify uh, Pikachu, Mario, Sonic, Luigi, and Kirby. Eighty percent or more. Pikachu mm -hmm. was uh, recognized eight by eighty-five percent of the people in this survey, whereas Rosa Parks was only recognized by seventy-two percent of the people in the survey. Same people. Uh, Bill Gates, sixty-seven percent. Dua Lipa, who I don't, uh, I don't know why she was in the survey with them, but she got sixty. Winston Churchill was only recognized by forty-eight percent of Gen Z. The lowest person in the or the lowest video game character was Kirby. I don't know, is Kirby from uh, Mario Brothers? He's a Nintendo character. All right, well, he got eighty percent of the people surveyed knew him. Only forty-eight percent knew Winston Churchill. Well, okay, I wish you would show me the pictures because I. I don't know. I cannot conjure in my mind a picture of Rosa Parks or Winston Churchill or any of the. There's one Bill person, Gates. Kind of. Bill Gates and Dua Lipa. I, okay. So if I saw a picture of Bill Gates, I would know, like, oh, yeah, that's Bill Gates. Right. I don't know if I would know Rosa Parks from a picture. Mm, I don't know if I would know Winston Churchill from a picture. You'd know Winston Churchill. What is a Dua Lipa? Thank you, Mike. Good question. I, I believe she's a pop singer. What is this? Duo Lipa. Dua, D-U-A-L-I-P-A. Two words. Dua Lipa. Yeah, she's a singer. She's 26. Okay. Why was she with Winston Churchill? That's a very good question. I, I thought the same thing. Well, why was she with Rosa Parks, other than they're both women? But yes, she's an English singer, songwriter, and model. I don't like her. You don't like Dua Lipa? No. I have no feelings about her one way or another. I do now. All right. Winston Churchill. I don't know Google her work. Um, I just don't like her face. Okay. Winston, wow. yeah, Winston Churchill. Absolutely. Like, if you showed me this picture, I would have zero idea. Right, Rosa Parks. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. See, I I would oh, know him in, a, in an instant. Absolutely would not know Rosa Parks. Really? I know her story, which I think is of more relevant, by the way. But Well, sure, but... She's the woman behind the story. 
Yeah. But no, well, I that there's that one picture on Google images of her sitting on a bus. That would be a dead giveaway. Yeah. There's a couple pictures on the bus. So I, then you'd have to know. I mean, they taught about Rosa Parks in school. Of course they did. You know, not been to the Every, civil everybody, rights museum. Everybody knows what Rosa Parks did. I think that's more relevant than her face. I mean, there's historical figures whose faces we didn't even know. Like other than Jesus, who? Homer. From the Odyssey, not Homer Simpson. <laughs> not from the Odyssey. Homer, the author of the Odyssey. I mean, right, everybody I in say. the Odyssey, right? Like Julius Caesar. I mean, you get some busts, but okay. how accurate is that? All right. Well, so. yeah, but now we live in a time where there were photographs. All I want is a photograph. I got Her? to touch you. Come on. Little Def Leppard interlude. Every time I do it makes me laugh. Oh, God. Is that Nickelback's photograph? Of course it was. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna say this. I don't mind that song. Dude, me, are you kidding? I, I used to know all the words to that. Did you really? They played it on the hot AC station where I worked. Wow. Yeah. Was that in college, the hot AC station? Um, and that's well, not Atlantic for- City, folks. <laughs> Throwing in some, he's throwing in some radio jargon. Cody's trying to go deep with his radio knowledge. I I had to explain hot AC to my wife in the car one time, and I got halfway <laughs> into it, and she was like, "I hate it." <laughs> um, what is Ringo's version of photograph? Oh, uh, yes. God, I oh, I had it in my head, and now it's gone. Robin in the Seven Hoods. No, Ringo's version of photograph. Ringo and the Seven Photographs. No, Ringo the former Beatle. Ringo. Ringo Star. and the Seven Beatles. There were only th- four Beatles. Ringo and the Three Beatles. Okay. That's Photographs. Photographs.tumblr.com. And uh, what was? Oh no, uh, Kodachrome is Paul Simon. It's about photographs, but it's not wow. a photograph. There's a lot of references I don't get right now. Exactly. I know Ringo. I I wouldn't know a picture of Ringo if I saw it. I'm going to look. Hold on. Oh, yeah, I would. Okay. You'd recognize Ringo Starr. Come yeah, on. I would. That's true. How about the other one? John Elton. Oh, if you can't recognize the Beatles, then you're really, a, I don't know, a dweebosaurus. You didn't even notice that I said John Elton? I did. I let it go. I wasn't. Listen, I was not going to dignify that. With Who was the other one? John Lennon, Ringo John, Starr, Paul, and- George, and Ringo. George... Harrison, Paul McCartney. Uh, nope, would not recognize George Harrison. Is that right? Yeah, I never really looked at him. He he does not have a distinct look. George Harrison? Well, maybe he does, but it, it's not one that I care to remember. Wow, Breaking Bad on the Quiet Beetle. Yeah, I don't really care about him. Who's the other one? <laughs> uh, Paul Simon. Paul Simon. Yes, Paul Simon was one of the Beatles. Our That's Garfunkel. what Paul Simon looks like. I've literally never seen him in my life. Really? I've literally never seen Paul Simon's face in my entire life until now. Look up Art Garfunkel. He's not uh, not a good looking man. I even saw the Simon and Garfunkel story. Garfunkel I've seen. You've seen Garfunkel? But not Simon. <laughs> That's I'm, weird. I'm How do you see Garfunkel dead. and not see Simon? I'm dead serious. I've never seen Paul Simon before. All right. This is very strange. This is so weird. You know what's strange? I've left up your uh, your correctly spelled plug the entire show. Wow. That's very nice. You're getting the off. entire show? Yeah. Till just now. Now I took it away. 
Oh, actually, I'm just kidding. I actually noticed that. I meant to correct it the entire episode. What, that it was still up there? Yeah, I just didn't. No, I left it up there. I left it up there on purpose so that you'd, you know, we'd make up for all the misspelled ones. No, get it? I was saying. Yeah, I know I what you're. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You're going to get it. Do you think Paul Lilia Simon Paul. would recognize Dalupa? What was her name? Dua Lipa. The ding. Okay. The dingus pingus. It is stupid that she was involved in this. Yeah. I don't, I don't know who Dua Lipa is. I don't know who Doja Cat is. Uh, Doge cat? That's Doja not a cat? thing. It is. She's a singer too. What's Bitcoin at right now? I saw it went up way high. I heard it hit an all-time high. Sixty-six thousand. Yeah. All right. Are you, are you rich yet? Uh if I had a whole Bitcoin, I'd have a lot of money. But I've got part of one. That's pretty there cool. You go. What do you think? Have you seen those like Bitcoin ATMs? I'll, I know you don't. Rare, you rarely go out in public. But I've been them. in a couple places, yeah, where you could go and uh, oh, you could put in twenty bucks and they give you however much Bitcoin that is, one nine hundredth of a Bitcoin. Who is trusting a Bitcoin ATM that's just dropped at a CVS? <laughs> what, what kind of sound financial investing is that? Well, I'm all in Bitcoin. Oh, did did you mine it yourself? Nope. Went to CVS, got myself some goobers, and then threw my change into the Bitcoin machine, and now I'm rolling in the virtual currency crypto baby that's what it said crypto very seriously that's why it's at cvs it's genius business model <laughs> but you know i already think that crypto is a big scam anyway yeah so this is this just cements that in my mind yeah oh yeah no, it's <laughs> it's genius because they'll charge a small fee and it'll get deposited into one massive centralized uh account bitcoin right. account wallet and you you literally just collect money so i was just constantly i mean and, and right. it's not run by in, like a financial institution so it's not no even it's run by bob and you know the mob right. guys that he went into business with that have the uh, licenses for the machines right it's run by robin and the seven hoods the seven hoods i think more just the seven hoods robin's just a figurehead he's not even running it he's just oh. the face of the operation so you don't want any Bitcoin? I not. I first of all, <laughs> no. Uh, secondly, not from a an, uh, Bitcoin ATM somewhere you know outside of Wingstop. You know that no. Where do you even see this whole? I don't. I know you studied up on all this crypto. I. I don't get it. I still don't get it. I like my money foldable <laughs> i like it in my pocket like it like it women hi oh uh, i like i'm very i like my money flexible um i just don't i just don't get it i i really i mean i know it's not any more ridiculous than the stock market you know except there's an actual company behind that stock like if i buy ibm is that even still a thing anymore? IBM. I'm going oh, yeah. back to 1968 blue chip stocks, Cody. That's where I invest. I invest wow. all that at IBM. They come out with this electric. I'm buying all the stock. But there, are, there's at least a company. I can track them down somehow. I go to a uh, you know an investors meeting and listen to Gordon Gecko tell me that greed is good. Bitcoin. I, I'm old. I just don't get it. I don't. I. <laughs> I don't. I don't know where it goes. I don't know what it is. I mean, I know it's 
I know you're investing in this currency, but who's going to cash? Where do I cash it in? What do I do with it? You know, stop. Even Tesla stopped taking it. They were going to take it for payment on their crazy cars for a while. Then even <laughs> even nutty Elon Musk went, nah, I need real money for my cars. Yeah. Even Just give China me a check. Shut it, even China shut it down. Yeah. So, no. I, well, you've, you've been doing this for years, though. You're all cryptoed up. Kind of. What do you think? Yeah. I got, look, I got one uh, more. I got one story I brought. All right. Do it. Before, before we close. Let's hear it. Do you know about the pyramid in Memphis? The pyramid in Memphis. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been down there. Do you it know was, what uh, it is? It used to be like a convention center kind of thing, I think. Now, isn't it a Dick Sporting Goods? No. <laughs> No, I forget. Oh, I what is it? Is, is it a Bass it, Pro Shop? It's a Bass Pro Shop. That's all right. So I was close. Yes, yeah. the pyramid. The pyramid was. It was like an arena, and it fell into financial disarray, and it became a Bass Pro Shop. Yeah, seventh largest pyramid in the world. Okay. Uh, I just learned about this. I think it's one of the most hilarious things I have learned about our country <laughs> is that one of the largest pyramids in the world is a bass pro shop in Memphis in Memphis. Now does the Luxor's pyramid come in on that list? I believe Luxor is the next highest one. So it's a little bigger, I believe. So we have two of the top seven. Mm -hmm. And normally when you hear pyramid, you think Egypt yeah. or scheme, Yeah, but you're saying we have two of the top seven right here, and I one of them is so. a Bass Pro Shop. Have you ever been in a Bass Pro Shop? No, have you? Yes, they're fascinating. Well, one, uh, they have the Bass Pro Shop in Bolingbroke has a delicious restaurant. See a delicious seafood restaurant. They also have uh it's just it's just incredible to walk around because you can buy a pontoon boat and a shotgun, and some overalls, and a nice flannel shirt, and you can get uh, stuffed animals for the kids, and there's uh, you know, a waterfall, and there's aquariums, and you can buy an archery set with a fake deer that you could shoot in your yard. There's everything at a Bass Pro Shop. I bought uh, water shoes at a Bass Pro Shop. I have bought other outdoor accoutrements that I would need at a Bass Pro Shop. It's amazing. I bought fun uh bear christmas ornaments for my little bear tree uh at the bass pro shop it's if you like anything outdoorsy or even want to look like you're outdoorsy yeah that's the place to be is the bass pro shop your your son would go wild in a bass pro shop oh he he lose his mind my He'd my wife crazy. took him my wife took him to the mall today oh to get an outfit for the wedding and okay. uh, he i guess just went ballistic he just running around, going up to everybody, <laughs> just going through stuff. I mean, he just he's an outgoing little bugger. Yeah. And now he's uh mm -hmm. now he's out shopping. Yeah, go to the Bass Pro Shop. It's fun. I know well, I, I saw the look in your eye. You had an uh an East Coast elitist intellectual bias against people in the heartland who go to the Bass Pro Shop. I have nothing against the Bass Pro Shop. Uh it is objectively hilarious that the largest one of the largest pyramids in the world is 
houses about yes it, it definitely is right on the river in memphis it's a giant giant monstrosity and uh yeah it it is a but i was actually at the the big huge i think it might have been the original one the bass pro shop in springfield missouri this thing was like a an indoor disneyland it was gigantic just I was working there doing stand up, and one of the guys I was with was like, "Hey, you want to go to the Bass Pro Shop? It's the biggest Bass Pro Shop." And I was like, "Yeah, what? What else do I got to do? Lay in my room with a weird mirrored ceiling over the bed at the Ramada? No, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll take a trip to the Bass Pro Shop. Why mirrored not? Ceiling at the Ramada? That sounds hot. It, well, if you're all by yourself, uh, no. it's not. Mm. Just look up at your big bloated drunken body, all nude, lying on the king size bed." That's not that's not how you want to wake up. He's <laughs> like, Ugh, this is not good. All by nah. myself. Just do you a know, pizza box on the bed. God only um, knows what happened the night before. I did. I, oh, man. I did a quick fact check of myself. Uh, the Bass Pro Shop may be the uh, ninth high, uh, largest. I don't know. One article said it had ranks the 15th largest pyramids in the world it's probably a junk website who knows according to this i've climbed the 13th highest Where's or that? biggest uh pyramid of the sun in teotihuacan just outside of mexico city really beautiful 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 site um huh. the ninth supposedly is the memphis period uh, pyramid the sixth is the luxor then you've got a couple Egyptian ones. And then the third is the Transamerica Pyramid in San Francisco. Okay. It's a, just a big building. Yeah, Second yeah. is the Shard in London. Uh, it's another just giant. Yes, triangle. we saw that. We saw that when we were over there. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's very uh, impressive. Yeah. Apparently, the largest uh, pyramid in the world is in North Korea, the Ryugyong Hotel. Huh. Gigantic right. hotel. I was uh, I was kind of right that the granddaddy of all Bass Pro Shops is in Springfield, Missouri. That's the one I went to, which is just under 500,000 square feet. However, the world's largest Bass Pro Shop is in the Giant Pyramid in Memphis, Tennessee. It's 535 square feet. It is the largest, and I'm looking at it now. It's not only the largest Bass Pro Shop; it's also one of the largest pyramids in the world, as we've learned. Look how edu how much edutainment you get here! Wow, look at that. Yeah, and so plus I, I was right. Height and uh, and and like square square footage is different, and then like mass. Because I'm looking at another list that says the Luxor is number six, and the Pyramid of the Sun is number seven. So all right. Uh, this doesn't even have the Bass Pro Shop on it, but uh, anyway, it's a pretty big pyramid. Wow. It's a very weird way to end the show. I just that is I an odd learned, way to end the show, but I like it. I just learned about it, and I just had to, I had to share it. I had to do. I had to contribute something other than just screaming about. Uh, no, you contributed being... all the things at the beginning that we can't remember, but you you did have three things that you heard about at the beginning. What has Cody heard? That's the new segment. <laughs> What's oh, Cody heard? And oh, <laughs> we'll figure out what what you've heard. But uh, no, that's good. And oh, who would, yes. No, no, go ahead. Sorry. What were you going to say? No, no, no. No, the biggest news I heard was about the University of Austin. What happened there? Wait, you didn't hear about this? I don't think so. Oh, my God, Brian. We could have spent the entire episode talking about what? it. What? 
It's the it's the university that Barry Weiss is founding. The like alternative learning university. No. Where they're not what? afraid to talk about things that that are controversial. All right. Next All right, week. We're, we're, yes. All right. We'll talk. We'll get your review of New Orleans and talk about this next week. Oh my God. It's so ridiculous. I'll send you some links later. Yeah, send me a link. Send oh, me I a owe link you an email too. You you texted me. I forgot yes. to follow up on that. I'll do That's that. Right. Uh, I'll do that tomorrow. I got a lot I'll of dates coming up. Actually, uh, all right. It's time for the big plugs. Look at this. I don't know, uh, folks, if you're uh, excited about spelling like I am, but uh, you can always check out Cody on the Curiosity Daily podcast. CuriosityDaily.com is the website. Listen every day for fascinating, scientific interesting, fun information in a short amount of time. You don't have to spend all day with some eggheads. You spend a short amount of time with Cody and his co-host, and you learn things like pyramids and Bass Pro Shops and things like that. And a lot of dates on WTMJ coming up this month. The next one is this week, the 11th from 6 to 8. Then I'll remind you, but on the 20th, the 23rd, the 26th, Lots of uh, lots of over-the-air terrestrial broadcasting again on WTMJ. So check it out there. And uh, we'll be back next week where we're going to talk about uh, Cody in New Orleans and this alternative university. I can't wait to uh, – oh, boy. I, I can only imagine. And who knows what else we will uncover and discuss. Only you will find out. Uh, in the upcoming weeks, we will hopefully be visited by our friends at Goose Island. We'll have our annual Bourbon County Stout tasting so we've got that on the agenda uh we'll tell you i'll tell you about fobab we got a lot to get to next week so we better uh, leave and start jamming all of our life experiences into these uh, days anything else you want to add great pyramid master no i've said too much already but it was all fascinating every last word of it all right thanks for listening thanks for uh watching don't forget follow us subscribe like tell your friends all the buzzwords for social media and all the uh, the podcast stuff. And we will talk to you again next week. Thanks. Correct. Goodbye.